1: see them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. I'll you anything. Help, 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 help me. This is really one of those days that just, you know those days where you don't have a lot to do and yet somehow you're just obliterated by stuff? Like, Nothing to do, not nothing to do, but very little to do all day. And then like in the last hour, it's like, oh, my ear puffed up. I've got to go to a piercing studio and get my earring replaced. Oh, we've got to pack everything for this trip tomorrow. Oh, I've got to do this podcast. Oh, I forgot to eat dinner. I've got a show. Like, it was like everything got condensed. It was like the bottom of the drink of the day. And it just had particles all at the bottom. It was condensed productivity. (laughs) And here I am. And I, I really aim to deliver a show today that is just pure hot takes advice. I want this episode to just be like an audio bath for our listeners who are doing real work out there. No monologue, no soliloquy, just diving right in. Maybe we got a hot update.
0: We have an update, actually. Do you remember the person from last week who they, their current girlfriend was talking to their current best friend and the best friend was ignoring the person and they were upset by that because they had a history of their last best friend stealing their Hakuna Matata beanie baby and sleeping with their wife. Oh my God, it was a beanie baby? I thought it was a beanie, like a hat. Oh, maybe it was a hat. Maybe it was a beanie. Maybe I'm, cont- I'm adding
1: baby. <laughs> but when you recap these, do you deliberately do it like obfuscated or are you really trying to inform people who maybe missed the episode?
0: I'm trying to set it up. I'm trying to, yeah, give the intel.
1: Basically, this was about a girl who has a girlfriend and- the girl, well, the girl See, the it's hard. Hat. Fine. There's a girl with a beanie and she has a girlfriend. And the girl with the beanie, her best friend, is talking to the girlfriend a lot and she stopped talking to the girl with the beanie. Mm-hmm. And so it would be like if you're, yeah. So, you know what? Go back and listen to the last week's episode. <laughs> I take up. it back, Emily. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, but we have an update.
1: Red Hot Update.
0: Hey, so my girlfriend and I were able to actually sit and talk and work things out. We got rid of the BF. And have been amazing since. There were also other underlying issues, which the friend took as an opportunity to try and get between us. We were both being dumb at that time.
1: You just gotta communicate. That's what I mean. Don't take that advice, otherwise, no one will listen to the podcast. But no, like, well, isn't that what I wasn't that what I said? Yeah. Like you You're gotta like, cut this what's going right on now? here. Yeah. Did you get that beanie back? No, or beanie baby. Consider it payment and a lesson. Never let a friend come between you and your lover unless the friend is right and your lover is racist. That's another question.
0: Well, and we have an update of someone who wants to give their own uh, advice to, to a question That's, asker. Is that an update or is that just like someone it's else like, having uh, a podcast? It's a response. Okay. We have a response, uh, which which is interesting. Okay, so do you remember?
1: We had doing a question. Some, ask- doing some real housekeeping today. Go ahead. Yeah. We had a
0: question asker who's, Fiance has a female friend, and the female friend came over and was like, Oh, you let your fia- girlfriend talk to you that way? And the fiance is like, What is your problem? Like a female friend that was undermining their relationship. So someone wrote in and says, I, Killian, 33, male, Canadian, married for five plus years to my beautiful wife. Been a fan of yours since freezing hot and have introduced many people to your face hurting comedy. I had a friend who my wife was not a fan of before we married. Sylvie, actual name, fan of yours that I made wash freezing hot, who I would have called a little sister, is exactly like the friend described in the episode, Don't Be Cryptic. Only guy friend says she hates drama and that girls hate her, etc. She was disrespectful to my wife. My wife pointed out some of her behaviors that I always overlooked, culminating in her texting me on my wedding night that her ceiling was leaking water from the apartment above. My wife pointed out, oh why God. the hell is she messaging why? you on your wedding night? Doesn't
1: she have a is boyfriend? She also, like, <laughs> was she... Did I get to your landlord or plumber? Sex. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, aren't you at the wedding? Sorry, you guys are having sex. Right, got it. That's
0: weird. <laughs> Doesn't Her she bra. have a boyfriend that should be messaged? Help deal with this as clearly you're busy. I haven't spoken to her since a friend's wedding where she was a bridesmaid, also passive aggressive to my wife there when I told her the reason I wasn't responding to her messages. As usual, she disrespected my wife and I love my wife. She didn't apologize, so I don't need that drama in my life. She should understand as she hates drama. It took my wife to open up my eyes to my friend's behavior. I always written off her behavior as that's just how she is and didn't care about it or blatantly ignored it. My advice is explain what she's doing and why it's wrong to your fiance. He's blind to it now because it's just the way it is, but he loves you and is planning on marrying you. Wife wins overall. It might take him time, but he will see what you do and will handle it. Best of luck. Love the pod. Love the cat problems and your mom's weird sayings. And for your metrics on listeners, (laughs) 33 male Canadian cabinet maker listens while working and will scare coworkers with great bouts of laughter. Found your podcast at the beginning of the year and have greatly enjoyed it. My wife also sometimes listens to your pod while she drives to work.
1: Gotta get those wife numbers up. She needs to be listening. That's a very elegant take. And I agree with Killian. It's also frustrating if this girl in our question is like, hey, I'm letting you know. And the guy like doesn't see it. It's not like malicious. Sometimes guys, I hate to be the girls, like sometimes guys are just dumb. But like each sex is perceptive in a different way. They pick up on different things. And as the woman, she's picking up on like, this girl is like trying to break you up. Or she's coming from an insecure place or she has no one else. So Well, you don't want to be like, you need to take my side. And he's like, you're being a bitch. You want to be in a relationship where the guy's like, okay, I see it. I hear you. Or at the very least, like, I will tell her, like, this isn't cool. Or at the very least, like, I'll just give the examples that you gave me. Right. But yeah, she, this, I promise you this girl will be a non-issue in a year. Probably. Cabinet
0: maker. (laughs) Our core demographic. (laughs) Okay. This is an anonymous question, but they gave us a name to call them. Goblin 35. (laughs) This is Goblin35. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Love the pod, love the stand-up, and can't wait to see you soon in Europe. My question might sound a bit weird, but how do you meet a friend again with whom you've had a fallout twice, and the last one was an especially bad one? We're both female, 35, and have been friends since uni. We met in 2010. Both fallouts were results of us trying to work on projects together. Seems we are good friends, but definitely not a good fit for work. But even the friends part is a bit weird. None of my other friends, nor my husband, particularly likes her. At times, even I was a bit overwhelmed because she does struggle sometimes with mental health issues and comes off as a bit harsh and manipulative. At the same time, all of my friends, not as many as it sounds, of all of my friends, she is the one I always shared the most with, and I miss that a lot. She's living abroad now, and we started texting a bit, but now she is coming to visit soon and asked if we could meet up. I said yes, but feel a bit insecure. Also, not the greatest time in my life right now. Just lost my job and in the process of trying to start a new career path, etc. I feel super insecure, but also don't want to come across as that and still want
1: to meet her. Any tips? Thank you and much love from Germany. Of course, the German writes a very emotionally complex question. Of course, it is complex. I mean, (laughs) everybody listening to this is like, don't meet her. There's no reason. But I know that feeling because... Not everybody across the board is like a perfect friend in every way. Like some people are like kind of shitty, but they're so funny or they're so smart. Take from them what you will. You know, you keep mentioning insecure and I, you should never be around someone that's going to exacerbate your insecurity or make you feel like you have to be someone you're not. But I think what you miss is that camaraderie. So it seems like you both are just trying to find the avenue, like the type of friendship that works for you. And you clearly can't work together and other people don't like her, but like you see the good in her. Now you did describe her as basically a crazy person, but perhaps this is the perfect thing because you could just meet up and just like have dinner and you could just get from her all the parts that you love. And you could even agree to disagree. And I bet she would say the same thing back. She'd be like, yeah, I don't like da-da-da-da-da-da with you, but you're an absolute riot and I love your insight. You don't even need to say these things. Like you can just, you don't have to also, you don't have to like expose everything about yourself. If she's the kind of person, I'm just making this up. If you're like, I lost my job. And she's going to be like, you're a fucking loser. That you shouldn't meet up with them. But go into it knowing that you have nothing to be insecure about and go into it trying to get out what you want to get out of it. She might surprise you, right? Right.
2: It's okay to have
1: friends that like you just shop with. It's okay to have friends that you just gossip with. It's okay to have friends that you're only deep with and never talk to. I definitely have a friend that I think is very smart, but like kind of don't trust. (laughs) And I love that person.
0: (laughs) Right. The fact that this other person lives abroad, you're not going to get roped into having to hang out a lot. See her and see how it goes without these projects hanging between you. Maybe she really will exacerbate all your insecurities and that'll
1: kind of be your answer and you don't see her next time great. Then you can just take the train home when she starts being a weirdo. It's like Niles and Frazier, they always try to like host a dinner party together or like start something together and it never works out. Do you remember, I don't know if you did this when you were little, but like, or Emily, if you did, your like girlfriend would be sleeping over and you'd be like, let's start a fashion company. Like you always were trying to start a company from your parents' living room in like the fifth grade. I remember we tried to start like a fashion company. So we like drew dresses and we put them in a book. And then two of my friends like had on like a knockdown, drag out physical fight over like who got to keep the book. And I'm like, there goes our empire. (laughs) There it goes. Not all friends are made for all types of situations. (laughs) In fact, almost no friend is. Right. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. While introducing Newly, Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. com slash Eliza.
2: Sauce with
0: chicken nugs, barbecue, honey mustard, sweet and sour. And why is the only right answer
1: sweet and sour? I disagree with that. But. That's definitely the only wrong answer is sweet and sour.
0: It's It has its place, but it's not my first choice. Although barbecue is my last choice. Honey What's mustard your, what, is my first choice.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say like marshmallow dip and like hot fudge. No, for nuggets, honey mustard. I hate honey mustard. So- and I would have to say barbecue or just let the nugget be the nugget or ranch.
0: No, or a Chick-fil-A sauce or like Zack sauce, like the proprietary sauce of the establishment.
1: <laughs> KFC sauce. What is it called? It's called like Razzin sauce. I mean, it's just like corn syrup with like red dye number five. I made, oh my God, this is awful. I made a TikTok where I did like a fake food influencer. I'm like, come along with me while I try out this exotic British pub. Just really skewering how completely devoid of a personality these people are that do these with no real information. And after I posted it, I was like, I'm gonna go look up some other food review ones just to make sure I nailed it because my TikTok flopped and I spent $70 at that British pub, <laughs> like trying to like to order food. Um, but the amount of people who their whole channel is them being like, You guys, guess what? I got that Zaxby's chicken nugget order. That should just be dipping me. like. Like twelve ounce cups of dipping sauce. Like you have to dip in the whole tender. And I'm like, you have to dip into a clinic to get your foot removed. This is disgusting America.
0: I will say there was a um, my go to McDonald's in Burbank. Every I hate this fourth time I went there instead I hate of, everything in this sentence. Instead of honey mustard, they would give me hot mustard. And I would never ask for it on purpose, but sometimes it was a nice change of pace.
1: <laughs> Why get the meat if you can't even taste it? It's like when people put like weird shit on a lobster. Like it's so disrespectful to the animal. How about some salt and pepper and you just take it easy? Well, you're, you just want a salt and pepper and McNugget for its flavors. Other, just, no, just like a, I don't even want a, I never want a McNugget, but yeah, I guess, I guess if I was eating a chicken butthole, I would definitely want some sauce with it. <laughs> yeah. Other countries, do not understand our ranch obsession. And I will tell you this, even within the country, the North doesn't understand the South's obsession with ranch. It's-
0: I don't like ranch.
1: I mean, I, it's fine.
0: Really? It's really? fine, but it is never my go-to. I will never ask for it. I will never
1: choose it. If it's already on something, I'll live, but I'm not looking for it. Can I tell you something? This is the most like 90s diet culture thing ever, but I actually enjoy it. When I get a salad, almost any kind of salad, I just ask for balsamic vinegar. And they'll be like, we have vinaigrette. I'm like, no, just like just the black stuff. Like that's what I want. Not reduced, just black liquid. Ugh. It's a perfect amount of salt. And then you get to taste the ingredients. I don't care.
0: What's the one that care. goes on fish? Vinegar. That's good if
1: you're eating, if you're eating fish and chips. It's, you need it. Malted vinegar. Yeah. Cut right through Malted it. Malted vinegar. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start to see that all incredible food combinations are based off of a combination of salt, fat, acid, or heat. You start to like really unlock flavor profiles. Like the reason fish and chips works is because that's salt and fat and acid. Like the acid cuts through. Anytime you get something really fatty, you want the acid to cut through. Anyways, I always think it's cool to look at that. is a great example of that. Got all of them, especially if you put some chilies on there. Got that heat. Or maybe so. heat just means hot. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta read the book. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. We have a real question. (laughs) Hi, gang. I've been a longtime fan and listener for many years. I got myself a doozy of a question for you, anonymous, of course. About a year ago, I had just given birth, was a few months postpartum, and found my husband was speaking to escorts. I only stumbled upon this when I noticed the WhatsApp app on his phone while trying to look at, his- <laughs> I think it's WhatsApp. I like that they spelled out the WhatsApp app. I wasn't going to say anything.
1: Phone. This woman's like my marriage is ruined. You're like it's actually pronounced WhatsApp app. I'm from a foreign country
0: <laughs> <laughs> while trying while trying to look at the baby monitor and question internally
1: why oh. it was there. Sorry. Also, she's a mom, so like that slip is totally. Game
0: on. I just, I would download an app called What's Up app. I would not download WhatsApp.
1: It's just fuckboys being like, you up?
0: (laughs) Opened it and found a slew of conversations that were inappropriate. With this communication, he was given addresses, some very close to our home, to meet these people, to do whatever it is escorts do. When confronted, he claimed it was just for the thrill and then it turned him on. He swore up and down that he'd never do it again. Fast forward to two weeks ago, I was opening mail. And on his credit card statement, tons of charges for OnlyFans. I was devastated when I confronted him about this. He laughed and claimed it was a joke and <laughs> was part of a conversation with a friend. To further torture myself, I asked to see what he paid for. Let's just say it's everything you were expecting. It was basically something you'd see filmed in an adult film if you catch my drift.
1: We got it. We got your drift. We know it. Thanks what for ha- not being explicit on at all. <laughs>
0: He has since deleted the app and claims to never do it again, but I cannot get past this. I feel so hurt that apparently I'm not enough for him. He's going to other sources. I feel betrayed that this is what he is doing in his free time and that he essentially laughed that it has hurt me to this degree. He said that it's not the case. He's just got a high sex drive and he feels neglected because I'm, quote, tired all the time. Of course I'm tired. I work 50 plus hours a week with a high stress, high responsibility job and care for the two kids majority of the time, plus do all the home upkeep, cooking, cleaning, groceries, etc. It also hurts because 10 plus years ago, before our marriage, I had cheated. And it has taken me years to earn an iota of trust back from that situation. And to this day, he still brings it up. But he's expecting me to drop this and stop being mad at him and immediately jump back into bed. Any words of wisdom? Sorry it's so long I'm trying to give context so you can see a
1: full picture. Thanks. Um, It doesn't sound like you need this person. Right. What is he contributing? You have a job. You already do all the work. You already take care of the kids. So he's just like a fun thing at night that like pressures you into sex and makes you feel bad for not having enough sex. Also, I don't subscribe to that. Like if you cheated on him and he forgave you, in any situation, if someone forgives you, it's not right to hold it over your head. It was on him to either forgive you or not. But to forgive you just so he has a reason to then be shitty later is awful. I don't see why you're with this person. Don't stay with someone just because. Now I get it. You're married, you have two kids. That's a nightmare. But like, is this how you want to live the rest of your life? Seriously, because this is the rest of your life. And he will or has already cheated on you. And that's it. You have a high sex drive. Well, you had two kids, so you knew what you were getting into. <laughs>
0: he has all this free the way, time.
1: You might be having more sex with him if you weren't so exhausted from being his fucking mother. And you might have more sex with him if he wasn't like running on empty from jerking off to all of these other women. What about any of what's happening, whether it's just your workload or his behavior, makes him think you'd be attracted to him? There and right there is that is like male privilege of like, ah, I've done the least. Why wouldn't you want to have sex with me? Ask him, be like, why would I? Say that to him and like see what his babbling dumb answer is. I'm wondering how much money
0: he's spending on escorts and OnlyFans. Like you can get sucked in on OnlyFans like where people like lose their houses or whatever because they're giving extra money for whatever subscription-based bits and it's- bobs.
1: <laughs> This is money that he could be spending on a maid, on a yes. nanny to help you, on your child's future. So may as well go to a court and get that money ordered to you versus just him losing all of it and then he goes broke and now you're attached to this fucking dingleberry who like defaults on his child support payments. This, this is a dead-end relationship. There's no coming back from this. It's, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe you both could like shed your armor and come together, but what about this is appealing? That's it. Listen to how you sound. Never forget, women are cerebral creatures. I talk about this in my standup. Men are visual. So that's why he looks at OnlyFans. That's why he's looking at escorts or going to them and he's got this high sex drive, high, quote unquote, probably just regular, whatever. Women are cerebral. If somebody doesn't turn you on mentally, it's really hard to have sex with them. So he's, quote unquote, he's cheating on you He's treating you like crap. He's not being productive. He's not helping out around the house. You're tired. You're not attracted to him. You can think he's a handsome man, but he's not turning you on mentally. This is why hot women have sex with ugly comics because they're turned on mentally. This is why women marry ugly dudes with money. It's like he treats me like a princess. You're not, he's not stimulating you mentally. You're not turned on by this guy and you're not into him. There's nothing in this relationship that is fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, Don't he's bringing with- zero yeah. to the table. Literally, you're doing everything. I t- I'm telling you. Say why would I want to have sex with you? Ask him to li- ask him to say why. I bet the answer will be. I would love for you to share the answer.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's like, oh, I'm the provider. You you can't, can't even, even say what, that. Of what a fucking headache, Richard.
0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Love the pod, Longtime listener, first-time question asker. Hi, 39-year-old female. have a crush on a good friend, 37-year-old male, that I also work with. We've been friends for about five years, and most of that time, I was single and in therapy, getting over a terrible seven-year relationship. I finally feel like I'm open to the possibility of dating, and I'm realizing that this friend and I are totally compatible, and he's been right in front of me all this time. We've always kind of flirted with each other, but we also both said we didn't want to date anyone. Now I'm wondering how I can tell him I'm interested without possibly blowing up the friendship and working relationship. We do hang out together, just the two of us on occasion, and recently went to a wedding together, but IDK if he feels the same, help. I wonder, do you think it would be, not that I would even necessarily do this, but I feel like they've been friends this long, they've been to a wedding, like, do you think if she tells him she likes him, it would blow? I don't think it would blow up the relationship if he doesn't feel the same. I think it might be awkward, but I think you'd be able to suss out if it's the kind of friend that would
1: kind of be able to move past it. I mean, are you sure you really like them and you're not just lonely? Because we've had mm. this before where it's like, and I see them all the time. And that's okay to develop feelings for someone. Is it the kind of thing where if you didn't tell them, it would like haunt you for the rest of your life? Mm. Do you know if this person's a good kisser? Like, do you like if he starts
0: dating, are you gonna be devastated?
1: Yeah. If you started dating someone, would you only be able to think of this person? Mm. It's like you wanna dip your toe in it. I feel like there are little traps you can set as a girl. Like, hey, like, and I I hate to say they all like involve alcohol, but (laughs) you know, you could say to him, like, and, and by the way, what's this thing where you both said you weren't dating? You mean each other or just people in general? Anyone. They both said they didn't want to date
0: anyone. It sounds like a question asker hasn't dated since being in therapy.
1: That sounds like like a promise to each other. (laughs) That's what that is. I hope nobody heard that micro burp. That's what that is. I'm not dating. I don't want to date anyone. Me neither. I think the subtext is because I think I want to date you. I mean, how late at night is this person willing to go out with you?
0: Well, or you say, hey, I think I like you. And he goes, I'm still really not dating anyone. And you go, that's okay, okay no, let's still it. be friends.
1: Sure, but that's weird. Like, did you both go through something like really traumatic? Like, what is this like pact you've made that like, we'll never date anyone again? You know, ask him a question. Be like, hey, I was looking at the wedding pictures. How do you think I looked? Maybe, and if he says like, you looked really pretty, he likes you. If he's like, I don't know, you look like a bitch. <laughs> I just think that there's language and there's things that guys do. Will he like drop anything to come hang out with you, to come help you out? If he's at his wedding night and you have a leak on your ceiling. Would he come fix that leak? (laughs) I mean, I think Emily's not wrong, but I also think I'm not wrong in that you could like drop (laughs) little hints like, hey, do you want to go out? Do you want to go out tequila tasting this weekend? If he says, yeah, like there are things that guys will do if they really like you. Can you come help me move? These aren't like, this isn't advice, but uh, great advice, but it is just kind of like, there are things you can throw out there. Right. Say to him, be like, I got asked out. No, don't do that. All right. You want to lie about it? All right. Don't do a full lie. I hate to say this, but like, if you're a cute girl, he's probably down.
0: I wonder if there's something to just asking instead of saying like, hey, Bob, I like you. Just being like, "Hey, do you want to go on a date this weekend? This Friday, there's a new restaurant I want to try." And if he's like, okay. "Uh, we can go out as friends." There you go. And you
1: could be like, "That's what I meant, a friend date. Why would you why would you why would you even ask me out?" Steve. <laughs> I mean, there's also the like come and get what's yours. Because if he doesn't like you, you can be like, "Okay, I don't know. You can always brush it off be like, "I think I'm, I don't know, I just was thinking about it and you're you're totally right and then he'll like knock on your door in the rain. But there is something to be said for being like a little bold. I bet it'll surprise you. He'll be like, yeah, I'd love to. I've been waiting for five years.
0: I, yeah, and I, again, I think people have a sense of if this guy was going to be like, we can't be friends anymore or if he's going to be like, sorry, no, but you know, we're still work buddies.
1: I'm interested to know also what kind of job you do. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be like, I fucked the district attorney.
0: I wonder if the wedding they went to was like a mutual coworker's wedding or if one of them was the quote unquote date to another to the other one's friend's wedding.
1: You know, it seems like that's, I don't know, because either could be. I've had friends definitely just like bring your best guy friend. That's like fun to hang out with. But You also could like go out again, alcohol involved, and at the end of the night be like, okay, oh my God, I love you. This was so much fun, and give him a kiss on the cheek.
0: No. and pull away,
1: pull away. Just because you've never kissed a man on the cheek. (laughs) And then pull away, pull away slowly. And be like, oops, 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 I tooted. (laughs) (laughs) No, set it up so you can
0: do the Spider Man upside down kiss and really find out if you're compatible.
1: Yeah, that's what you want is to feel some weird upper lips.
0: <laughs> Toby Maguire lips,
1: yeah. Kissing in the rain is overrated because the whole time you're cold and your jeans are wet and you're like kind of afraid of getting a yeast infection from the wet jeans and you're worried about lightning. Rainwater is never a great temperature. It's... I remember... <laughs> did I tell you about what Myrna said to me? We had this Jamaican nanny that lived with us for like a full year when Sierra was born and she was very protective over Sierra. And I'd be like, let's bring the baby outside. She's like, no, the baby's staying inside. And um, it started to rain and I go, give me the baby. She goes, for what? And I was like, <laughs> I go, I want to take her outside. She goes, in the rain. <laughs> Myrna, I'm sorry. This impression is so bad. And, and I go, she goes, in the rain? I go, yeah. She goes, you people. I go, what is that, Myrna? We always have like very frank discussion. I go, what does that mean? White people? She goes, yeah, you always want to go out in the rain. And I was like, that is... accurate. And like, I look back, I'm always like, oh my God, the rain, I need to be one with nature. I'm gonna go in the rain. And I guess she's like, we don't take our babies in the rain. I'm like, but the rain. It was, I felt so seen. Who won? (laughs) Who got to, did you get to take the baby out in the rain? or Did the baby stay inside? We definitely, I did not take Myrna's daughter out in the rain. (laughs) We left her inside. You can't hire someone who's an expert and then not take their advice
0: fair. Yeah. I think that that's very smart. (laughs) She's there. She's there so you can learn
1: and the baby doesn't go in the rain. I pay a woman a lot of money to run my life and my baby's life. I'm going to take every iota of information. Well, and when you and the baby go outside, you're both
0: like fully covered, aren't you? I feel like, aren't you all, aren't you both wearing like full suits
1: in the water? You got to. She does. (laughs) You got to.
0: I've been a huge fan from your first special and have really enjoyed following all of the great things you've done over the years, especially this podcast. I would say that's your number one achievement. For sure. And being (laughs) friends with you. The number one thing you've gotten out of your career. Firing me. Uh (laughs) My husband, 29 male, and I, 30 female, have been married for five years, together for seven, and have spent our entire marriage moving from country to country by choice pretty much on a yearly basis. Recently, we've been really speaking about wanting to settle down and have a baby, but we keep getting stuck because, quote, the time isn't right. For context, for the last few years, my husband's job is based in Dubai, where we prefer to be living. But at first, due to COVID and now some other lingering circumstances, we've been pretty much stuck in Europe while we wait to go through the proper channels to move to the UAE through his company. This move has now been on hold for just under two years, and there's still not much clarity on when his company will be ready to relocate us. Obviously, we've spoken about my husband changing jobs, but doing so potentially stops his career progression as his current company is truly a great opportunity. We recently moved from southern Spain, from a city we both really loved and enjoyed waiting out the last couple of years, to my husband's hometown in northern Italy to be near family. I've been really down after the move, and most of it has to do with the lack of clarity on where we will be by the end of the year. On top of that, I slash we still really want to take the next step in our lives together. I've always loved kids and wanted to be a mom. It's also starting to get really hard to see my friends with their kids. So my question is, what would you do in this situation? Would you wait on having a kid or just go for it? Thanks so much for reading my novel a question. wish you guys all the best. Sincerely, Allison. P.S. Oh, oh, okay. We have a a very specific question, P.S. I grew up in Orange County. Where do babies come from? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I grew up in Orange County, and this year is my family's turn to have us for the holidays. I come back every other year. If you have any suggestions for festive or new places to try on L.A. or O.C., it would be even more appreciated. This person um, uh, is jet-setting all over the earth. And you're going like, to Orange cool County. What's cool in the
1: O.C.? I'm sure you could find some sort of Republican rally or an outdoor mall in Orange County. Um, of course, there's always the Irvine Improv at the Irvine Spectrum Center Mall. They got a LIDS. Um, Have your baby. Have your baby. Life works itself out. There are people who live in caravans, people who are in the military, transient people. There are people who are trotting this globe, having kids. What you want is a home to call your own so you can nest there and like put down roots. However, since you're not in control of that and like it could be two more years and then in two years, you're going to be like, oh my God, why didn't we have that baby? Have the baby. It will work itself out. You'll either have the baby and you'll stay in Italy and you'll get to be surrounded by all your friends and family and supported or he'll get that transfer and you'll go to Dubai and you'll get to have your house mm. either way these both sound like good things and you can start your life there what i th- i the only
0: i think yes it's like you can wait forever for the right time i think the only consideration is checking with your husband's company about like if let's say the baby is born in Italy is can they support whatever processes are needed to be done to like move the
1: baby to Dubai? Like, I don't know how that works. Yes, of course they can. Whatever happens. this is not, they're not like political refugees. Like, no, it's a job and he'll go and they're like, yeah, you can bring your family. We don't care. Just keep crunching those numbers. So you do you. By the way, you may try to get pregnant and you can't. You may try Mm -hmm. to get pregnant and you have a miscarriage. You know, you don't know, but better to start now since you want to do it. It all works itself out. It's not a question in my mind. You should definitely start now for all the reasons that I just said. (laughs) Plus, it'd be so great to go home to Orange County pregnant. Like, surprise! That's the greatest gift of all. That's the greatest Christmas gift of all is a a fetus (laughs) in your body. (laughs) Kick it.
0: Hey, Pod Squad. Love you guys. And I've been a fan since the beginning. 33, female, not a nurse or grad student. My husband and I are undergoing IVF. It's a lot in every and all aspects. When we were trying naturally to start a family, I thought about if I wanted to find out the gender of our baby before birth or not. At that time, I I decided I wanted to find out in the delivery room and let it be a surprise. But since having a baby the natural way didn't work for us, the IVF process lets you know the gender of the embryo before you do the transfer, so a surprise in the delivery room is off the table. It says, going through part of the IVF process and everything it's entailed so far, I kind of want to do a gender reveal party, but is that lame considering my husband and I will know the gender? Could we do it for the grandmothers to be? Is that also lame since it's typically about seeing the parents' reactions? A friend offered to write a note to the doctor choosing the gender for us so we could be surprised, which was sweet, but... My husband and I don't know how to feel about someone else other than us choosing our baby's gender, especially since we've been going through this IVF process and we've been TTC for three years. I'm trying to conceive. Totally,
1: totally, totally cool.
0: (laughs) Bonus. Assuming everything goes well, is there any fun ways you can think of to incorporate the IVF experience into a fun baby shower when and if the time comes? Thank you, Anonymous. So you get to choose the sex? Is
1: that what I'm hearing?
0: I think yeah. So you you when you get the embryo implanted, you know what gender is. So I guess you can say like yeah, give me that boy one, or the doctor chooses.
1: So okay, it's like- well, let me. No, you don't want that. That's weird. That's too bling close to God. Um, you said you're like, is it lame to have a gender reveal after you've had when you already know the gender? Let me rephrase this for you. It's lame. And let me, before I rephrase it, let me state, this is Ask Eliza Anything. You are here for my opinions. This will hurt some of your feelings. It's lame to have a gender reveal, period. And when I say that, it's because people seem to take those occasions as like, how can I pollute the planet in the most selfish way? You want to bake a blue cake and cover a nice thing and have a reveal, great. I'm opposed to them because they're so seldom done responsibly. It's always some fucking idiot in like a huge truck bursting a giant balloon filled with baby turtles over a barbecue pit. So what you're looking for, you want the traditional moments. You want to be surprised. You want that, by the way, it's a girl, it's a boy. Like you want, you came for those moments. And I think one thing about being a parent is there are certain moments that you come for that you may not get. In life, there are these certain moments of excitement that, because of movies, like we were all promised. Whether it's the perfect proposal, or the perfect prom date, or the, the gender reveal, or getting a bonus, or getting a part in a movie, and the truth is, it's you almost mourn not having those landmarks that society tells you you should have. But this is going to be so special regardless of that 30 seconds of adrenaline. And I know you want it to be a surprise, but I'm, and it sucks because you don't want to have to pick boy or girl. Maybe you do, but I think maybe you reimagine it. I think it is cute to know it. It doesn't take away from it and reveal it to the grandparents. But the truth is they're going to be happy either way, unless they're weird. I really wanted a girl. No one's ever said that. They're going to be happy either way and you want that special moment, but after that moment fades like 45 seconds later, you're still left with the same information. So do what's best and easiest for you because it's like everybody's got a 50% chance of being right. I just don't want you to feel like you're losing out on anything. And I can also tell you as a parent for only a little bit of time, all of the things that people said were important just aren't. You make that album of your baby. One month, two months, three months. Where were, what was the first word? What was the first step? And it all is just like a pile of mush in your head. And these things that we are told are important, sometimes are and sometimes aren't, all comes out in the wash. But what's important is that you're going to have a healthy baby. And what's important is that you're having the baby you want. And your, your family's just happy about that. But yeah, bake a pink cupcake. Do whatever you got to do.
0: <laughs> we have an update to a question from January. <laughs> It's a update. Hi all, I wrote in about my former stepdad going ballistic because he didn't get an invitation to my mom's funeral. I was asking if I should respond to his lame apology text. So, do you remember this? It's like the the mom had been married to him and they got divorced. So it was like a, he was a great stepdad, but they were no yeah. longer even married, yeah. and he was not invited to the funeral. And when she replied, like, "Hey." give us a little grace. Like our mom just died. He, he was rude as hell. So, um, and then he apologized, but she blocked him. You know, it was just a lot of drama. So I ended up messaging him to let him know I hadn't seen his apology text, but that my brother had shared it with me. I reiterated that there was no malice and that we were truly just overwhelmed at the time. And if he wanted to get together to talk it out or just move past it, I was open to that. Mind you, my mom's illness began at the end of last January, while the diagnosis didn't come in until March. She went from a fully independent 64-year-old to someone who needed help with even the smallest tasks in that time. So when I say that every relationship in my life took a backseat in the last year, it is not an exaggeration. He didn't reach out to her during her illness, instead grilling me or my brother for info, even though I'd asked him to not discuss it in front of my children." He did not accept this answer. He said it was clear from my distance the past year that I was not interested in a relationship and that he was not interested in continuing our father daughter dynamic any longer. He decided this was not a reason for my distance and took it personally. So I took the whole thing to my therapist. Thanks for the BetterHelp promo code, and she was very oh, helpful. Yay! Yay! I, I appreciate your time and input, and at least now I have my answer. I don't think it has anything to do with my being a stepchild, as he has been equally cold to my brother, who is his bio child. I think the man just has the emotional range of a rock and is not capable of being understanding. Thanks for everything. Love the pod. Looking forward to seeing Eliza in Phoenix this fall. Already have my tickets and my party goblin upgrade.
1: Co-America. It's going to be a hot one. Phoenix (laughs) and Scottsdale. You know what? That's great. And all that matters is that like you got that closure and you know what kind of guy he is and it wasn't you. And you did, kudos to you. And I hope everyone's listening. Like you did what was right for you the whole time. Like your mom was deteriorating and she died. And it's like, this isn't about you. And you volunteered like, hey, we can talk about it. And he still didn't want to make amends. So Jerry's out. He's a tool. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. Thanks
0: yeah. for the update. Yeah. Hi, Emily. I've been a huge fan of yours since 2018. Your shows and podcasts have been a constant source of light in the past five years, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you to both you and Emily. I'm a 23-year-old woman, and I've never had a serious boyfriend in my adult life. I've listened to you long enough to know how frustrating it is when young women such as myself despair over their lack of romantic success and have pessimistic outlooks on relationships in the future. I believe that I will meet someone one day with whom I can share my life. I just haven't met him yet. Last year, I was involved with a man and he had a complicated relationship with his then girlfriend. They were on and off and he cheated on her constantly. Regrettably, I became involved with him when I knew their relationship wasn't completely over. I suppose I justified it to myself by saying that if it wasn't with me, it would be with someone else. She was aware of it and I guess I just assumed she was used to it. I just kept hoping she would leave him because he was so awful." There were times she would reach out to me and tell me to stop, and I would tell her I would stop, and then I'd break it off with him, and when he would reach out a week later, I would go running back. I was oh, in Jesus. a dark place this for many years. guy must have been years. so
1: hot or had so many free vape cartridges. Vape. I was in a dark
0: place for many reasons. I hated who I was and what I was doing to her, and I eventually ended it. There's no excuse for it. I knew better, and I made the choice to become involved with them repeatedly. It was selfish, irresponsible, cruel, and it's the worst thing I've done. I struggled and still struggle with the guilt. I've spoken to a therapist about it. I apologized to the woman I betrayed, although an apology means nothing. I did it hoping to relieve some of my pain and to acknowledge the pain I caused. It is not something I would ever do again. I know those are only words, but it's true, and I know that in my heart. A couple months ago, I met a man who was really wonderful, and he thought I was great too. I told him about my transgression early on, and he did not take it well. He said Ugh. he couldn't look at me the same and could not continue a relationship with me because of what I had done. Oh, God. I was so I was so devastated, but I eventually accepted it. I do not want to ruminate over what that relationship could have been like had I not done what I did or if I just waited until he got to know me more to talk about it. What's done is done. I find some solace in the fact that I'm not the person I once was, and in a couple different ways, I am a better person. Despite this, it doesn't change the past or the pain that I caused, and so I feel a responsibility to inform people about it.
2: But now no. I face this
0: dilemma. Should okay. I have disclosed what I've done to men who I'm dating or would like to date? No. I feel like I missed out on being with a really great person by being too transparent too soon. I want to be honest about my past, but I don't want to be defined no. by it. Understandably, people may have trouble believing that I am not the person I once was, especially when they have God. never allowed their morals to be so flexible. What would you do? Would you tell people about this? It's like, I want to be honest, but I'm scared to deal with the consequences. Any advice is appreciated. Thanks again for the last. Best
1: anonymous. Okay. This is not like you raped someone or you are attracted to children and you need to get that out because that is 100% a deal breaker. You are, were a 23 year old girl and we all did really dumb stuff. I appreciate that Gen Z is- No, she's 23
0: now. So she was younger. Oh, even
1: better. Even better. You were 19, you were 20, you were 21. Okay, that's, you're a child. I get that legally you're not. You're a 23-year-old girl. And I appreciate you did this when you were younger, right? Which is even better for my argument. 19, 20, 21, okay? Brain barely just fully formed. And I appreciate that Gen Z is omniscient. I appreciate that you guys are like woke as fuck and you know everything because the internet is built into your eyeballs. But at that age, we all do really dumb things. You are figuring out relationships. You said you'd never even been in one before. You're figuring out your self-worth, what you want, what you'll put up with. What you did was shitty, but really it was on that woman to not continue to date this guy. That was between them. It's really none of your business. And because you were young, you like apologize and you kept doing it. It doesn't fucking matter. She is the joke for continuing to go back to him. And you had your penance. You have atoned for it. You have been through enough. This is so fucking irrelevant. It's not like you committed vehicular manslaughter, okay? You did a dumb thing when you were young. You did not kill anyone. You didn't break up a marriage. You didn't hurt a baby And for this guy to judge you so harshly, this guy was never the guy for you because the right guy would be like, hey, like that's shitty, but you were younger and like, well, I don't even want to hear about it. And it weighs on you because that isn't who you are. It wouldn't weigh on you so much if you were like, yeah, I'm just a shitty girl and I do shitty things. So it bothers you and you feel the need to purge yourself because you're hoping someone will say to you that it's okay. It's not okay, but it's also not a big deal and literally nobody ever needs to hear about it again.
0: I think also if someone told me that very quickly. I would assume there's a reason that they're yes. telling me. The reason that being is exactly that right. that's who they are. It's like you're that's making exactly right. it who you are. Not, not you know, if you guys are talking about past relationships, sure, don't lie, you know, or if you're talking
1: about some things you regret. But yeah, you don't have to be on the first date like, I helped a man cheat. Yeah. You're not a sexual predator. where well, You have to like be like, my name is Susan and... I have to let you know that I'm within 10 feet of a public school. Give yourself a fucking break. Emily is absolutely right. You're saying it so it does feel like the lady doth protest too much. If it really bothers you and you're dating someone, you could also frame it in a different way. Like when you're talking about relationships, be like, yeah, I did this thing. I was like seeing this guy and he was on again, off and going with his girlfriend. And I was, I was having really low self-esteem. Like there's a way that you come out as, I don't want you to be a victim, but you takes three to tango in this case, and you weren't the one in the relationship. That girl should have walked away and that's fucking pathetic. I'm sorry that she was emailing you, asking you to stop. If that girl wrote into this, I'd be like, why are you emailing that girl? Right, talk like, to that's, your boyfriend. None of this is on you and you never, there's something deep down that makes you want to talk about this. And also you have nothing to compare this to because you haven't been in a relationship. I think if you, I'm not saying, I'm not judging you for this, but had you been in healthy relationships, A, that might not have happened, but B, you would know what a functioning relationship is like. You don't need to spill everything. And if somebody judges you for that indiscretion, such a minorly dumb young girl thing, and we all do bullshit, dumb stuff when we're young, okay? Because when you're like in your early 20s, it's like, who cares if he's dating someone? Who cares if he's married? Because there's no consequences. There are no consequences. Okay, the guy wasn't married. Nothing happened. That guy was cheating with other women for sure. This is not your fault. Give yourself a fucking break and do not look to anyone besides me to validate that you did a good thing or a bad thing. Move on. You don't need to atone for this and you don't need to open yourself up to other men deciding that what you did was okay. Who fucking cares? It's done. And I promise you, everybody has something shitty that they've done except for Emily. (laughs) <laughs> Sexually. I can't see you doing that. <laughs> Cheating on or helping someone cheat. Yeah. You are forgiven. Move on. It's old news. Nobody cares about a girl at the 21 having sex with some dude in a shitty relationship. The more you get out there and the more you date, the more you realize that this is, you're beating yourself up over nothing.
0: Time for the cop. It's the talk with a cop. we are doing
1: it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is, it's a minor obsession of mine, but packing well. I have packed my daughter. We're going out of town. I used a packing cube. I have her suitcase. It's perfectly packed better than I've ever packed my own suitcase. Each outfit. uh, She's using my suitcase because she has her own Uh seat. So we each get a carry on and I'm going to use that to its fullest. Each outfit is rolled up in a little roller and the corresponding Colored bow is clipped onto the collar, so we have it ready. I have her backpack packed with like all kinds of snacks and books. Like I am armed and ready for like her first big flight. And I just packed. Like I may not look like the chic polish mom, but I packed like one. So love that. Yeah, I really love packing well and efficiently. It's impressive. Yeah, took a
0: picture. We have a fan top of the cob. Getting up in the morning and sitting in my backyard, soaking up the sun for vitamin D and better sleep the next night and watching the spring happening. I'm doing it right now. Thank you for a great podcast. Hugs. Aga. Aga. Also, greetings from Poland. I thought you would like to know you've got listeners here or at least a
1: listener. I love that. I do know that and I love that and I love that and I didn't even think about you need vitamin D D to, that's how stuffy I am, vitamin T to sort of set your circadian rhythm right. And I think both my husband and I are missing vitamin D. But how do you soak it
0: up and not get cancer? I'm doing my
1: best. Okay, what's yours?
0: Mine is I take my cat to a cat ophthalmologist and I love this woman's life. She's been doing it for like 40 years. She's the ophthalmologist to the zoo animals. So she has like a newspaper article on her wall, her with Willie B, or maybe Willie B's baby, who's a very famous gorilla in Atlanta from Zoo Atlanta. And I just think, imagine, like, I, I get, you live your life like this, like having this specific passion and actually being able to like be at the top of your game. That's just so cool to know that that's, what you want to do. Like she's the go-to animal
1: ophthalmologist in Georgia. You're like, and I would know because I see her every week.
0: <laughs> she that told me cool. today, she's like, you don't have to see me for four months.
1: And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, but what about outside of work? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bottom of the cob. Uh, My bottom <laughs> of the cob, is, this is so shitty. There's a lot of people that I just like don't respect. And I don't like, never like light someone's life on fire or do anything to hurt them. But there are people I'm just like, I think that person's shitty. And if I see them, I just say, hi, I don't I'm not fake. I'm just always like cordial. It's always that thing. <laughs> like there's like one or two people that like every once in a while, I'll just like say to a friend, I'll be like this person, I'm not going to go in depth at all. I'll be like this. And it's not like a person, anybody on this podcast probably thinks about it. I'll be like, this person just sucks. And I'm not going to say why. The point is I just have no respect. And I posted something recently and they liked it like for no reason. I don't even think they followed me and like that's a shitty feeling when someone that you wholly don't respect as a professional or as a person likes you and like there's never gonna be an appropriate time to be like there's no reason to tell them I don't respect them and their existence but that makes you feel bad when they're like I like you and I'm like of course you like me. I'm actually talented and you're a fucking turd.
0: (laughs) Anyway. That's it. Uh, okay, fan bottom of the cob. Huge fan. Looking forward to seeing you in D.C. in November. My bottom of the cob is when you have the day off and can sleep in, but you accidentally have an alarm set and forget oh, to turn it
1: off. That's I such a c- good
0: one. Oh. The reoccurring alarm feature on iPhone is a blessing and a curse to us Monday through Friday working folk. Unfortunately, I was reminded of this when my alarm went off at seven this morning when I took the day off. Love to you, Peach, Mystery, Frog, Emily, and the Kitty, Smoky Husky, and not to
1: be forgotten, Hot Scotty, Claire. Claire, mm-hmm. that is why we created Top of the Cob, Bottom of the Cob. <laughs> Or things like that, that's delicious. That's it's the worst when you have all the time in the world, and it's like, haven't it, you get up now? And you wake up like I go to the airport. Oh fuck! But then you get to go back to sleep. But it is the worst. Ah, what's yours, Emily?
0: Mine is. Um, I've been trying different like meal services where yeah. they deliver meals that you heat up, and I got one the other day. It came on Monday. That Monday, I ate the like tilapia one that I had ordered. Yeah. The next day I ate one and I was like, this one smells kind of weird. Do I just not like this kind of food? It was some like fancy d- noodle. And then I suddenly spaghetti? got... An- <laughs> Sp- no, <spaghetti? laughs> no. it was like, it had um like kimchi on it, but just a little bit. So I was like, okay. oh, I'm just not used to this. So then I got a refund on my card for the meals. And I was like, that's weird. And then... That night, like hours later, I got an email saying, We are so sorry. Don't eat any of those meals we gave you yesterday. Something went wrong. <laughs> and they're oh my god. And they're bad. And I was like, Well, number one, I've already eaten two of them. And I ate like the kimchi and the fish. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. eat the salad already. Right. Like
1: actually, you probably have like, a greater <laughs> chance of getting food poisoning from salad because it's not cooked.
0: So I might be safe, but I just was so, yeah, because you microwave them. But I was just like, so then I was like, not only do I not have my fun little meals this week, so I'm at a loss, but also I've eaten two of them. You can't just tell me 48 hours later, hey, we hope you didn't eat any of those things we
1: gave you (laughs) yesterday. That's so fucked up. And, like, no, like, here's a code for a class action lawsuit. Just, like, hope you don't have dysentery. They hearing. gave me,
0: like, a code for, like, $20 off the next one or something, but I had already canceled them and switched to That's another one. Up. After I had that bad,
1: weird tasting kimchi. I hate that. I hate that marketing thing of like, we're not going to give you any reparations. Here's a code so you can spend more money. So you can buy another one. It's like, I don't
0: trust you. This is weird. This is like, what happened? They're just like, uh, the freshness was not up to our standards in the local market. I'm like, no, I need more details than that. What did someone do to my food?
1: No, it's also like, why didn't you know that going out? Uh, I had that issue with Reformation. I ordered a pair of jeans And I was like waiting for them for like 10 days. Then I get this like cheeky, like cool girl, clean girl aesthetic email. Like, hey there, oops, we made a boo-boo. Your jeans were never in stock. So here's a refund and 20% off for next time. You're like, what about the time I waited? Right. Also, how do you not know? How are you selling this? Like airlines like overselling seats on a plane? Like how do you not know? Well, that's on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That really bothered me. Reformation. But I did buy another pair and I do like them. Mm. Folks. Eliza.com slash tour. We got huge dates for the Hard Feelings Tour coming up. Uh, More imminently, we have Hawaii coming up this summer. And of course, you can always watch Eliza's Locals, the comedy specials on YouTube that I... You have a new website. This looks great. Thank you. Thank you. The comedy specials that I produce for 18 local LA comics, they're 10 minutes apiece. They're poppable. They're watchable. They're fun. You can check that out. And if you would uh, watch the TikTok I did as a Influencer going to eat at a British pub. That would really help because it flopped. It cost me $70. I'm
0: I'm looking at your website. It looks so good. You can get, tell the people they can go and they can get a notification.
1: Oh, yeah. If you are like shows. Yeah. If you live in a city, you're like, I don't know if I can make it. The website will notify you. We got Ball Arena. That's where the Nuggets play in Denver coming up. Uh, And then we have, of course, the TD Garden in Boston where the Celtics play. So this is going to be a massive tour. And when I'm not on tour, you can catch me playing here at home at random venues and the Hollywood Improv and the Comedy Store. But more importantly, you're here watching, yep, this podcast. And we love you. So don't forget to submit your questions and follow-ups. Alternative advice, apparently, to Ask Eliza Anything. And remember, every time you do it, you've got to do it good.